if you really want the most out of life, you're going to find a way to get it. And that's going to mean that you have to put a lot of elbow grease into it to get to where you want to be. And you're going to have to sacrifice some sleep. You're going to have to sacrifice some nights out with friends. You're going to have to say no to the trips that you wanted to go on sometimes. But if you can really look at where you want to be and you can hunker down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. Then when you get there, when you arrive to that, you're going to be a different person. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to have a different thought pattern. You're going to think of yourself differently. You're going to be more confident. Do you know why? Because you put the work in. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is a broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we're excited to have a returning guest. It's Kimber, or Kim James, from Borberletta Beauty. She is the founder of the company, and she's here to talk about, actually, a lot of stuff. We started talking about what she had to sacrifice for success, because I really don't believe anyone out there just as successful because they want to like you're going the 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 business gods are going to ask you what are you willing to give up for that success and it can be a big price and so we do start with that and then we just really evolve and then kim just gives so much i mean really it's like like a class on entrepreneurship and the mindsets and the ways you need to approach doing business and what you're going to need. Everything from talking about having empathy, self-awareness, dealing with your ego, um, playing the long game, like talking about sacrifices. We already mentioned that. Oh, delaying instant gratification and really just overall just insights on the business mindsets you need to have to be an entrepreneur. So it's a, it's a great episode. Kim always brings her a game and it was exciting to just hear her talk and share really kind of her heart about entrepreneurship. So you will get a lot from this, but before we get to that, guess what guys, we have announcements. And we get, as always this man, there's so much going on this time of year. It feels like there's 80 things going on and let's just try to flow, uh, flow. Let's try to fly through them. How about that? First, we have Tussa's last retention course. We have, we're going to be in Austin, June 17th, 18th, and then Hawaii, Honolulu, July 8th and 9th. And by the time this is up, hopefully the tickets will be actually on sale. We're a little more than halfway sold out for Texas. And I can have a feeling Hawaii. I mean, you guys, you could go to Hawaii. And you can ride off at least the airfare and two nights that you're doing the class or three nights, actually, at the hotel. And then stay for a few more days and have fun. And by the way, there's a Lash Bash on Saturday night that you can come to. So go to Lash Bash, look them up, and get a ticket to that. We'd love to see you in Hawaii. Next, LashCon tickets are still going on. We're now at a five-month plan, and our ticket prices do go up at the end of this month. So do not delay. Get your tickets now before they go up because you'll pay more. Who wants to do that? We also have our last con extension that we're doing at the premiere show in Orlando, June 3rd through the 5th. Mackenzie Graham, Otto Minner, Michelle Wynn from PLA, Rihanna Green, Shelby Tarleton, Valerie Nall, Gretchen McCants, Maddie Morris, Tusney, and I. All there. Three days of classes, guys. It's like 95 bucks. That's it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the price was. It's $95 for three days of classes two to three hour classes or two, two and a half hour classes, amazing amount of content plus 60,000 people are coming. So there's this huge trade show, you get amazing deals. So you can go over there and hang out and get all sorts of stuff and then come and see your favorite speakers. It's like a mini lash con, but focused mostly on techniques. If we're on a Rihanna, Rihanna, 
can speak. She is going to be talking about lashes and law. So she's our in-house lawyer, but everyone else is there to teach you about lash technique, which is a little bit opposite of what we normally do at LashCon, where we talk more about business. This is about technique. Then June 25th, we will be having a party in Vegas on June on the evening at the Sahara Hotel in the penthouse. We're teaming up with Shelby from Last Plus Radio. The link will be in the show notes as well as on our Instagram. So go get those tickets. There's limited tickets. We have like 200 tickets. And when they're sold out, you can't get in. We sold out last year and people were trying to get at the last thing. And we were like, sorry, we just don't have the space. Then lastly, guys, we're giving you a discount code. If you're going to be in IBS this year in Vegas on June 25th and 26th, you can get $10 off your ticket. All you have to do is use this code, LASH10, L-A-S-H-1-0, LASH10. When you go to the IBS page, and that'll be in the show notes, click there, go buy your ticket, and you'll save $10. It's all, it'll be $65 to go to this two-day um, huge thing. It's much like Premier, but on the West Coast in Vegas. So it's you know, pick your place. Pick one or the other. But the cool thing about Premier is you get to come see all of us teach. At the Vegas one, you get to come and party. <laughs> It's like we split LashCon into two parts, education in Orlando and party in Vegas. Kind of seems fitting. All right. Okay, I think that is all I have for announcements. So now I'm excited for you guys to hear this interview. It was really special, and we're really happy to have it on their 10-year anniversary, by the way. This is their 10-year anniversary week, so we're excited to release it on their 10-year anniversary and celebrate with Kim and all her team. But hopefully you'll get a lot. Get your notepads out and get ready to hear a lot of wisdom on what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Hey, Smart Cookies. I am so excited to have our interview today. It is with our guest. Many of you know her. She's like a celebrity in our industry. <laughs> Kim James from Borboletta. Welcome to the program, Kim. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, I wish I could have like a little trumpet. A little trumpet. Well, we, yeah, we, we can add that in afterwards. We can have like, you know, a salute and, and you know music and all that. <laughs> Welcome. You guys are so awesome. The intros always, you know, get me hyped up. Just like here, my tracksuit, just warming up. Like here I go. Here you go. <laughs> here awesome. Go to slay the day. Well, we're really excited because today we're going to start what I hope will be something we do more and more with a lot of guests, and that is really talking about the sacrifices that people have made to get where they're at. Because I think a lot of people in the industry especially if you've been in it for a year or two and you're kind of newer and you're watching and observing like, wow, look at all these people and they're doing amazing. I want to be that. I want to get there. And they don't know how to bridge that gap or they don't know what it's going to cost to get there because everything comes with a cost. Nothing is handed to you. Or they might not understand all the years of hardship and yeah. toil and blood, sweat and tears that went into your success today. Exactly. A lot of people just think that they can like shortcut through that. We had a thing in the film industry we called another 10-year overnight success story because that's what it generally took to get to where you'd see someone in the trades and they're like, oh my gosh, Bola just made a deal with this film and then they got $5 million for it. They made a script and they've got this. It's like, how long have they been doing it? And you find out, oh, they've been writing for 15 years before they got that deal and they've been networking and doing all this. And it took that kind of time, even though they're only 25 or 30 or something like that and they made this big deal. So anyhow, Kim is the founder of Borderlands, has been doing it for a while. And if you guys don't know, you should follow them. But maybe I thought real quick, let's give a quick overview maybe of Borderlands so people know who you are and who Borbalette is for all the newbies maybe who are just checking in and haven't yet heard about you guys. Yeah. Quick overview on Borbaletta is we started in 2013 is when our e-com site launched. Very different time back then in the lash industry. It's evolved so much over the years, but when Borbaletta started, we were kind of the new kid on the block in a time when the industry was shifting. And I compare it to where the industry is at today. Um, we're seeing so many shifts. So Social media had just come out. That was a huge tool that we utilized to build our audience and community. But Borboletta, ultimately our edge, our competitive edge that we brought to the industry that I felt was lacking was just real raw training information. So me and a really good friend of mine, her name's Erin Taylor. She was the first educator I ever brought onto Borboletta. We started traveling literally the globe in 2014 when lash trainings, you guys will not believe this, lash trainings were non-existent. It was so hard to find a good training. Everyone you ran into that was doing lashes would complain that their training was horrible. They had to be self-taught because social media was so different back then. It wasn't like you could just 
bop on YouTube and understand things more clearly, it was very, very hard to find information. So we set out as pioneers, I'll say, in the training space to really get out there and just offer a very high quality education. And we would travel in these huge pink suitcases. We'd jump on a red-eye flight and fly to New York. And then the next day we would be in Florida. And then we would just kind of cover the whole United States. We hit Canada. We did some stuff in South America. Caribbean, Hawaii, we were just all over the place. And people all the time look at that and they're like, that must've been so much fun. It wasn't a vacation. It was, it was truly like planting seeds everywhere we went. And our number one goal was not to go out and have a blast in these places. Although we did take some time to have some fun, our our number one goal that we spent 99% of our time and efforts into was to provide our students with the very best education. And because we had such a passion for it, we literally blew up from that. And when I say blow up, you guys, people get so excited. They're like, oh my gosh, anybody can do that. I think anybody can do anything, but you have to really have a pure intent, I think, to want to help others. And I think that was genuinely a difference that Borboletta brought into the space during that time is we had such a passion to not only show lash artists that they could make this into a career and get past the frustration and the learning curve, while also helping clients understand that lashes don't damage your lashes. That was a huge thing that we were up against. Like lash artists saying, well, I can't even build a clientele because everyone thinks they damage their lashes. So it was just a very different time in the industry, but that's really where Borboletta made its mark. And then we were able to expand from there. So it quickly became not just Aaron and I doing these education trainings, but we quickly brought on a team of educators and we started covering the globe. And by, I want to say 2017, we had trained about 30,000 students. Wow. And that was before we even launched our online education. So we provided a lot of really cool opportunities for other lash artists to come on and be educators and gain that experience. Our education has been I'll say like a springboard for a lot of people. I know a lot of students that have taken our education and then they have then gone and created their own as well, which doesn't make me mad. It actually makes me really excited because we can't educate everybody. And as I look back, I feel extremely grateful that I could be, like I mentioned earlier, the pioneer of education getting out and helping to inspire others to then create their own curriculum because we all build off of each other. And I wasn't the creator of Lash Curriculum. I, of course, took a curriculum and then made it my own. And I've watched a lot of other people do that as well. And I think that that's Tess and I and Paul, we were all speaking before the podcast. We're just saying change and metamorphosis is so necessary in our lives. Orbaleta means butterfly in Portuguese. I think Borboleta truly encompasses change and metamorphosis. Looking back at what we did in the beginning is not something that I knew we would be doing forever, but it really was the catalyst for us to bloom into the butterfly that we are today. And it's been such a cool journey. That's really cool. And something else too, as people listen, um, one of the things I want to say, and I heard this from another podcast recently where Kim's sharing her journey and hopefully it'll be inspiring and hopefully you'll take something away from it. But just, you know, you don't have to copy it. You're going to have to create your own pathway. Everyone's going to have their own path. No one's going to have one way to do it. So like for you guys, it was really that training was the tool that kind of fueled you guys. And also I think the really important thing to remember is a lot of people pursue things because it just pays well. They think, oh, I'll make a lot of money. But I can tell from your way you were saying things is like you were focused on doing the good work, like just do good work. And the money will follow something I always like to say. Always. One of the reasons why people don't necessarily or can follow your exact footsteps is because when you were doing it, it was at a different time. Like you said, it was a desert. There wasn't yeah. training. There was, you were established. Instagram was new too, really. So there was this new social media opportunity where you could get really good organic growth quickly. So what you were doing, it was establishing a beachhead if we were going to battle, for example. And like you said, you were planting those seeds. You were getting the soil ready for people to understand what what is lash extensions. Um, <laughs> so the job that you had to do, the task that you had to do is very different from somebody else that's coming into it right now. But Yeah, because yeah. the damage thing was a big thing. Ten years ago, there were articles coming out in Allure and other beauty magazines saying, I don't know about lash extensions. It can cause damage. YouTube videos and all that, that's kind of, thankfully that's died out, but that, that wasn't a big issue. Well, people just had this understanding or, or mistaken concept that eyelashes work exactly the same as the hair on your head. And so, you know, it was kind of like a taboo. You didn't want to do anything to lose one lash. So you had a, a huge job to do. And I just want to thank you, you know, from one <laughs> la- a lush artist to another for doing that hard work because it's benefited all of us. 
Yeah, thank you guys. You kind of begin to talk a little bit, obviously, in the travels and all that, because obviously that was work. And a lot of people see traveling, they think, oh, that's glamour. You're just on vacation for a year traveling. Good food. It's like, mm, no, not really. First it's, class. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we start with, and we can get into more details, but maybe what was like in these last 10 years, and it's crazy, it's been 10 years now that you've been doing oh, this. No. What would you say is the biggest sacrifice over these years that you've had to make? And maybe we'll get into some of the smaller ones, but looking back, what was the biggest sacrifice you had to make to help build Borboletta? This is one, Paul, that's, I'll say that I wouldn't make this my biggest sacrifice now when you look back over the years, but I did sacrifice my, my mental health, my physical health, and just my overall well-being because I got so wrapped up into building a business and my identity being the business, the founder of Borboletta, keeping up with myself and the Joneses and everything else. That was definitely the hardest thing. And most people would say, sounds like you created the hardest thing, which I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I would agree with that and say that has been personally the hardest part about building a business. And I will connect this to, as I've spoken with other founders that are in our industry and outside of our industry that have all said something very similar. And as I look at myself, even as I was building my last clientele, doing something similar. I'm a huge advocate now to tell people that the healthier you are, the longer you will be able to find success and longevity in what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about just physical health. Health is just in general, all encompassing. It's when you wake up, how do you feel? And when you go to bed, how do you feel? And that is something that I completely gave up because my life became my business and my business became my life. And I've learned now 10 years into it that that's not the path that I had to take to gain success. Who knows? Could I have maybe been more successful had I have put more of an emphasis on my health at the time? Possibly, but I'm really grateful that I've been able to be given the self-awareness and the opportunity now to still have an amazing, thriving business, a wonderful team, great admiration in my brand by others. And I have the ability to go back and self-reflect from the things that I feel like I did really great and the things that I feel like I can pick up the pieces and learn from. And that's what I would tell anybody on a journey from any scale, whether you want to start a salon, start lashing, build your clientele more, build a lash brand, so on and so forth. I would ask yourself this question, how is my mental state? Because your mental state is how you show up. It's your energy. It's how you communicate. It's what you tell yourself in your mind. It's how people feel when they're around you. And for a while, I feel like because I was so absorbed in the business that people just identified me as Borboletta and Borboletta <laughs> identified as, as Kim. Interchange the names, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was so... It could have been Kim I Borletta. remember when that period it, was. It was so fluid for so long. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. And I see a lot of business owners do that. So now I'm happy to separate myself and say my identity doesn't live within Borboletta. Borboletta doesn't live within me. But something that I tell, and I I said this in Anaheim when I was there with you guys, I said, therapy has become so much more mainstream Mm -hmm. and you can get an app now. So I would just recommend that anybody starting this journey, or if you're in the journey, wherever you're at, just start investing in therapy and some really great books and it will help balance you. And then you can have the clarity and you're going to be a supercharged human to build the business you want to build. Kim, thank you so much for being vulnerable like that. And I just want to dig just a little bit deeper, if you wouldn't mind sharing, if you feel comfortable. Can you share specifically, tangibly, like what that meant for you? Like, what was it like when you realized, oh, I'm too enmeshed? There's too much of my identity. Like, can you share like an anecdote about that moment where you what was that 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 you realized something needed to change? In 2020, of course, when everybody was having the awakening, I'll say, (laughs) I remember going into 2020, like everybody were like, this is going to be the best year ever because like it seemed everything was just landing the way that it was supposed to. And then that happened. So Australia um, caught on fire. (laughs) Actually, it was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant died. And that was like it, man. We just went, oh, gosh, this year is going to suck. (laughs) <laughs> it was all downhill from there. It just, it started in January and yeah. there we were. Yeah. I remember thinking going into 2020 that things were going so fast for me. And I remember thinking, how am I going to keep up with this? I had a daughter that was 
just about to turn one years old who she has cystic fibrosis, which I was in denial with for a while thinking like, oh, we can manage this and I can still be the founder that I think I need to be and do all the things that I need to do. And my travel schedule was insane, which that falls on me. I'm the person that says yes to my commitments, not anybody else. So I remember going into 2020 and basically suppressing the feeling of like, Kim, you're about to go off the rails. And then when the world shut down, I remember feeling selfishly this sense of like the sigh of relief, like, okay, maybe I can take this time to get grounded and catch up. Unfortunately, during 2020, I just wasn't in that safe mindset yet. I should say the best mindset. And I was so wrapped up into minutia. And I see this happen to everybody in life at some point. We've all seen this, whether we notice it or it just starts to be how the person shows up. But I was just starting to show up as complete opposite of the best version of myself. And to be fair, even while building Borboletta, I never really was fully working to become the best version of myself. My true goal was to get Borboletta to be the best, most competitive, you know, whatnot company, which is great, but there, there needs to be a healthy balance. Business owners, it's okay to be competitive. It's okay to want yourself to be the best. But what's not okay is to get so wrapped up and consumed in it that you can't sleep at night because you know somebody else is going to launch a product. <laughs> you know, okay, that's yeah. a little obsessive. So I, I had to just check myself over 2020. I went through a lot of ups and downs there, you know, and it, everybody did. And I, I just think we were all going through such hard things on our own that it, no one was really magnifying that each person individually was. So when the world started opening back up again, I got really into fitness and not like competition, but just moving my body. And it started to, as I was going and working out on the bike, I would listen to different podcasts of just things that I needed in my life at the time. And it, I'll just tell you, like I was at the lowest of lows at that time, not just coming out of 2020, but just finally being like, oh my gosh, I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. I need some help, but I don't know where to get it. And I felt like everything in my life was just kind of rapidly going out of control, kind of the way that I felt at the beginning of 2020. But it wasn't because of my schedule. It was just because my thoughts were not in alignment with what my body needed. So when I started listening to all these podcasts, I started opening my mind to different perspectives. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning, when I became so obsessive about growing and building a business, everything else fell on the wayside. So that was my health, my my mental health, my spirituality, all of that. And it was like 2021 kind of brought me into this grounding phase. And I started to open my mind to, I'll call it self-help, but a better term I like, and Paul used this earlier, is self-awareness. And I read the book, Emotional Intelligence, and it completely changed my perspective. And I started to think less about myself. And I started to think more about the role that I played in certain things and outcomes that had happened and started to feel empathy. So instead of being so quick to say, oh my gosh, I would have been so much further ahead had this employee not done this or had this deal had gone through, but whatever it is, I started saying, what role did I play in that employee leaving and not feeling heard? What role did I play and us not landing a deal or so on and so forth. And when I started changing my perspective and started asking myself the real internal hard questions, I started to show up as a different person. And instead of avoiding hard conversations that I knew needed to happen, I started coming into them saying, hey, it's okay. You can let your guard down because I'm not here to get defensive. I'm here to learn. And I want to know what my role was in this. And I also want to take responsibility for X, Y, and Z because I had taken the time to actually self-reflect and say, I am causing a lot of the discomfort and issues that are happening in my personal life right now. My business is feeling a little stagnant because I'm scattered. And no matter what, the creator of anything, when you start to feel stagnant, you lose motivation, your team loses motivation. So I just kind of got stuck in that pattern. And I really started to get pulled out through doing the work. And that's that's ultimately what it is, is you you really have to put yourself, your vulnerability out there, not publicly so much, but just ask yourself the real hard questions and answer them honestly. Where can you do the work and where can you be better? And I read something a long time ago prior to even starting Borboletta that's, that was from another business founder that said in an interview, the hardest thing that they ever did in business was actually learn who they were as a person. <laughs> and that the biggest accomplishment they ever had was understanding 
themselves and being aware of who they were as a person. And it didn't resonate to me at the time. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, you must really, you know, have a lot of hardships as a business owner. And I just kind of glazed over it. That means so much more to me today now where I'm like, yes, if if every single one of us could start asking ourselves where we are accountable for what's happened here and how we could show up better and how we could do better. I think that would be would solve a lot of our problems in business and personally. And that's how I, I move forward now. Instead of responding to the first emotional trigger when presented with something, especially in business, I'll ask myself, am I ready to respond to this? How does my body feel about this? And I ask myself where I'm at emotionally. And sometimes the answer is, hey, right now, I don't have the answer. Right now, I'm not ready to answer that question And that gains so much more respect than being the first person to raise your hand and say, I have the answer or I have the solution here. So yeah, I think the biggest hardship in business, bring it back full circle for me and growing the brand has been ultimately to get out of my own way and to recognize that this is an evolution that in order to accomplish anything big in business, you have to one, be willing to put the work in, like the real work, roll up your sleeves, do the things that nobody else wants to do and be incredibly self-aware because ultimately how you show up and work with others is how the success of your business is going to grow. And you hear about a lot of people that are really difficult to work with and it doesn't seem to affect them. I will say in the long run, it does affect you. And the businesses that are in it for the long haul are the businesses that build around people and listening to people and growing people because they are faceted and growing themselves. And they want other people to gain that self-awareness. And those, I believe, are the businesses that really thrive. It's kind of like if I can just distill that down into like one word, what you're saying about rolling up your sleeves, doing the hard work, like cash. No, no. no. (laughs) Being (laughs) self-aware It's all about humility and having humility to, number one, understand your presuppositions, your maybe faulty thinking, to do the hard work to combat that, to tell yourself the truth. And then the the self-awareness being like, what are my pitfalls? What do I normally, out of safety, try to just uh, default into? And would you agree with me that humility is like... The devil's position. No, well, no. yeah, take the devil's no, position. <laughs> no, I humility, mean, you're nailing I think it. Humility. I think you're nailing it. And I love what I just to highlight again, kind of like going hopefully the same idea is like that whole idea of self awareness is such a, a key th- thing for any person as they grow into a leader and to be a good leader. I mean, you can be a bad leader and be totally mm-hmm. clueless and never self aware. But it's what you said there, what I love is that taking ownership and not blaming mm-hmm. others. When things didn't go right, people who aren't self-aware tend to blame everyone. Like it's your fault. My employee, if that employee didn't do that, or like you said, the competitor, oh my gosh, if they hadn't done that, that's totally screwed they up. Hadn't launched that thing. But instead taking you know, ownership and say, well, what did I do that alienated that person on that team? Like I just had a conversation with someone yesterday that I heard at LashCon last year. And so I called because I found out and I decided to just let's chat and I had to take a lot of ownership. I had to sit there and go, you're right. Yeah, I, I think I did alienate. I did say this one thing. I did get, I see how they get construed totally wrong. And I was wrong at this. It was painful. It sucked. But it'd be easy for me just to blame that person. Go, well, they're just being too emotional or they're just being very this or that or that. And then I don't yeah. grow. I don't grow. I don't get, become a better leader and the company will continue to flatline. <laughs> yeah. You show empathy. You really put yourself in other people's shoes, which is something that, I, unfortunately, you know, you, you think that you are this person, at least I did, because you're told constantly in this position of like, wow, you've started this amazing business and you start, essentially you start to kind of get this, this ego built behind you. And that's where my identity started to be built within the brand. The more it was like people telling me how amazing this brand was that I had built, the more I felt like I was untouchable in the brand. And this is a really vulnerable conversation. I'm happy to share it though. I'm very much, you know, sleeves rolled up and doing the work currently. And I will be doing this work for the rest of my life. This isn't a blip in time where you're just like, I'm on a self-awareness kick. And then I'm, I think that it's an evolution. You know, like I said, 2021 opened my eyes, 2022 I basically built myself from, picked myself up from the ground and started really doing the work. And here I am now, and I'm starting to see a couple years into it where I actually could be if I continued down this path. And it's exciting. But the other thing that I've learned in this journey is instant gratification is exactly what it is it's fleeting, it's not long lasting, it's a flash in the pan. 
And I want everybody that's hearing this to actually think, take some time to be a little more internalize this. Where are your instant gratifications and where can you start to build longer term goals in this, in your life and in your career? Let me break it down to an easier term. Instead of being so obsessive about what our particular sales were in one day, now my mindset is you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. What does my year look like? And where's my goals for my year prior to the year? I'm not making them up in real time. (laughs) What's my strategy? (laughs) You know, what's my real strategy? And do I have the right people to execute this strategy? And once you can say yes to all those things, then your job as a leader or or whatever your role is in this is to make sure that you're showing up 100% and that you are also a part of it and that you're not spinning out when something something goes wrong, that you keep your eye on the prize. And that's the long-term goal. Short-term things that I think people really get into a lot are credit cards, getting in debt, not being healthy, not managing what substances they're using and whatnot. And I'm not here to tell you you how to design or change your life. I'm just saying, take this time to really internalize and ask yourself, what is instant gratification for you? And by choosing instant gratification, what are you putting off that you really, really want, that if you make these small changes, that eventually you will get there. I know nobody likes the word eventually. I don't like it, but I'm starting to actually have a love for it because it's showing me that growth, growth is a long-term play. And the people that are in it for the long game are the people that we look back and say, wow, that seemed like it happened overnight. And it, it really didn't. They worked really hard quietly for a very long time. Yeah. When I talk about long-term stuff, I know you go, what do you want to do in five years? And people are like, you know, that changes actually a lot, right? You go, well, I have this idea. And I think it's good to have the idea. I would never say if you lock yourself in and say, boom, this is what has to be. But you do need to have something out there that's driving you. Because if you're not, you're already just going to live the moment. You're just going to make short-term changes and short-term plans. And you're not going to think about it. I mean, that's what corporations, unfortunately, get caught up in too, at least bad ones, I think, where all they do is care about today, stock, their shares today, and they're not thinking, how is this going to play out though in five, 10 years now? How am I taking care of the environment? How am I taking care of my employees? How am I building a business that is really, truly helping people and building things versus just taking profits today so that my shares and my stock value stays high? A lot of companies think short-term. And I think we as humans just naturally are wired to want to think, I just want to get that really nice car this year. And so you made a little money and you immediately spend all that money on that nice new car. And there's no profits. There's no, nothing left in the bank. And then you're like five, 10 years now you go, wow, I made, I remember with this one person where I make millions of dollars a year. Where did it all go? It's like, you spent it all. (laughs) It's because you weren't purposeful. You weren't like, I need to invest. I need to save. I need to plan. I need to put money aside. And sometimes we spend Without even knowing it, like you know, uh, that's the, the, the Starbucks. <laughs> I was gonna be like the Starbucks, the no, handbag, you know, little things that you think that you're entitled to, and you may be entitled to, but it's like that's where you're spending your money. Hey, this is what I love about you guys. You're like great advice and noted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing also for the listeners that can bring it in even closer is think about where you're at today offering a service. I'll, I'll speak to the, the service providers first. Think about you're making an awesome income. You you have a great career. And something that has always been really helpful for me is if I have my eye on something, it's always easy to say like, oh my gosh, I know that I'll make this much money lashing next weekend. So I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. One great piece of advice I've been given that I don't always live by, but I'm starting to more is do not get anything unless you actually really have it. You have the the funds for it. So set a really cool competitive goal for yourself and say, actually, I really do want these shoes. I, I know I want to show up in October in you know at LashCon and my Louis Vuittons, but I'm not just going to go splurge on those today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I'm going to go out and get one extra client a week, and that's my Louis Vuitton client. And yeah. I'm going to then take that that money that I get from that new weekly client. I'm going to put it in a special bank account. And then when I have the whatever amount I need to to purchase this, then I am. And you guys, it is like winning an award. When you Mm -hmm. look at your bank account and you're like, there's my Louis Vuitton, there's this, there's that. 
it's not because of the name brand. Actually, that is more fleeting to me now where I'm like, it's not about having a closet full of designer. It's about actually looking at something and being like, I worked so hard and strategically to get that, that it means so much more to me because anybody can put something on a credit card. Not everybody can actually be competitive with themselves and see if they can get that one client a week to build build that wealth for them. So that's just one kind of silly example, but I've seen it no, work. It's, it's so meaningful. Oh my goodness. It's so meaningful. <laughs> if you can start doing little things like that, you know, it's everybody wants to change everything all in a day. And what I've learned too is start with one thing. So if it's like, I really want to get this and I, I can put it on a credit card, challenge yourself to actually have the money to do it or things that I, one thing I did every single day, and this is kind of silly, but I told myself that I was going to do guasha every single day. Like I really wanted to learn how to do it. And it's a commitment because everyone like my esthetician was like, yeah, it works, but you have to do it every day. So I started saying, okay, I have 10 minutes a day that I can put towards this. And it's been kind of a longer term play, but I'm like, wow, my skin looks better. I'm seeing something that I'm actually doing for myself. And I think that's why people enjoy working out and these sorts of things. So my point is that if you're feeling scrambled and you want to change everything, just do one thing consistently and hit that goal. And then you can start adding more and more things in as you go. So just for our listeners who don't know what gua sha is, it's like you take a like a stone and you kind of massage the fascia in your face and uh, your body. I so, remember that. You'd yeah, say, it's fantastic. I thought it was when you have like those little fish eat your skin. Yeah, so like, yes, every single day I go out to the fish tank and <laughs> yes. get a you just stick <laughs> your face in there and they yes. come up and they nibble and d- all the dead skin oh off your face. That'd be great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier that your little one has cystic fibrosis. And I I know that's been part of, you know, your story and, you know, parenting her with, you know, doctor's appointments and stuff. And I'm wondering if you could give our listeners any kind of encouragement, because a lot of them, you know, they're, they're, they've got kids at home, little ones that demand a lot. And there's this push and pull yeah. between wanting to really nail it in the business, but feeling like, oh, I might be, you know, I have, I have these, these kids I have to take care of and their needs are so important. Can you share a little bit about your journey and, and how you've managed that or any kind of encouragement that you would give to our listeners? First of all, everybody has something. Nobody is immune to that. And this is not a space either for everyone to come in and be like, you know, my problem's this and and that. I just think, you know, if we all can have that empathy for one another and just say, yeah, everybody is dealing with something that we know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at Scotty with cystic fibrosis. Yes, it's it has been a different way of living for me. It was a, a totally different from my expectation of starting a family. We haven't had a second child yet. Maybe we will down the road, but it just hasn't been something that we have felt fully comfortable with because it is taxing and there is a lot of things we need to do to keep Scotty healthy. But my advice is that I can give to everybody is take a deep breath and give yourself grace. First of all, don't get into the playing the victim card. I've been there. Everybody I think can dabble in that. I just think that it's not productive. It's not a healthy way to wire your brain either because the circumstance you're in isn't changing whether you're the victim or not. So that's just some harsh reality that I kind of had to swallow. And then when I could truly get past that and not just say it, but really feel it, the other advice I would give to people is just say, do your very best and don't roll your eyes hearing this. Now hear me out what this really means. When you do your very best, you know that you did your very best. I've had so, I'll say this personally, I've been in so many meetings where someone's looked at me and been like, "What? this is garbage essentially. And I'm like, I did my very best. And deep down, I'm like, <laughs> I know. I know it's garbage too. I know. I I threw it together. So again, this is where self-awareness for me really plays into this. Everybody has something. Even if you think somebody doesn't, they do. So take a deep breath and, and digest that. And then ask yourself, what's holding you back? Everybody has a circumstance. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Yes, we all have different incomes, but our incomes do not mean that we are immune from problems. It means that if you have a goal and you want to get somewhere, if you want to live in a better situation, if you want to have lightness and ease in your life, then start putting the effort in. If you're sleeping in and you're saying, well, I'm not getting to everything, well, then wake up earlier. 
if you're not good at time management and you're wasting your time, you could be putting that towards something else. So I really would challenge everybody here today. It's like, I'm really, you know, I've got this roadblock in front of me that's preventing me because of this, this and that. When I started looking at my life with Scotty and she does two therapy treatments a day and she has a laundry list of things that we need to do to keep her healthy. I took the approach of at first I'm superhuman and I can do everything. Well, I can't. And that's very unrealistic. And that led to a lot of problems. So my approach is simply do the very best. And if you know you didn't do your very best, don't complain that you're not where you're at. And that's just a really hard reality that I think a lot of people need to hear because I hear it all the time. I'm doing everything I can to grow my business and to grow my clientele. I'm like, okay, well, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Well, I'm posting on Instagram. Okay, cool. Do you have a referral program? Do you have an email list? When you're not taking lash clients and you wish that you were, what are you doing during that time? What's your marketing plan? What's your growth plan? And then people start to think and they're like, well, yeah, I do make TikTok videos, but I'm not getting... I'm like, exactly, because you're not getting an ROI. So, So take a step back and ask yourself what your goal is and then ask yourself if you really, really are doing everything to get to that goal. And I'm, I'm going to just give my own statistic here. I'd say nine times out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10, people really aren't doing everything that they can be doing to make better circumstance. So that's my overall best advice. I know it's it's things that we hear every day, but when you kind of get like knocked back in your seat a little bit with the harsh reality of like, yeah, this does fall on me and everybody has been dealt a different hand of cards although everybody has something, if you really want the most out of life, you're going to find a way to get it. And that's going to mean that you have to put a lot of elbow grease into it to get to where you want to be. And you're going to have to sacrifice some sleep. You're going to have to sacrifice some nights out with friends. You're going to have to say no to the trips that you wanted to go on sometimes. But if you can really look at where you want to be and you can hunker down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. Then when you get there, when you arrive to that, you're going to be a different person. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to have a different thought pattern. You're going to think of yourself differently. You're going to be more confident. Do you know why? Because you put the work in. You didn't go to somebody else to do it for you because then you'll always be the person that relies on other people. So I would just challenge everybody to really self-reflect again and say, Am I doing my very best? And if not, where can I be doing better? Because it starts with you. Nobody else is in control of that power. I'm so excited that you said that because I think we do want to always scapegoat. We just want to dump things off. And this again comes back to being self-aware and truly being honest. If you really want to grow, if you really want to get where you want to be, you got to be brutally honest with yourself and not lie. I know that's where you said probably some of that therapy will help, where you finally actually look at the mirror and see things as they really are versus way you kind of wish they were. I know when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I want to be a writer. And I really wasn't that serious. Touch face right now. I was like, oh gosh. I wrote. I wrote for a newspaper. I had a humor column. It went well. But I wasn't hardcore enough. I wasn't living for this. I lived for video games. Man, at night, I just would rather sit down and play a board game or a video game. And I wasn't really willing to make the sacrifices of saying, look, I got to have my day jobs because I got to pay the bills, take care of the kids. And at night, I, I got to have been dedicated to say, every three hours or every night, I'm going to write. And everything else is done. And I didn't do that. And then I look back and go, and that's one of the reasons why I never became a writer. Because I wrote some stuff and I wrote some things, but I didn't, I wasn't doing consistently and I wasn't doing everything I could become a writer. I wasn't serious. And I think a lot of people love the idea of being an entrepreneur, love the idea of having a business, love the idea of having all these things. And they want to cash in early. So as soon as they have a little success, they start buying some of the things that set them back actually, because they're now don't have the nest egg, they don't have the finances to be able to grow their business because they want to have the appearance as soon as they can that they're successful. And then they're not really doing right. the hard work. They're not doing, like you said, posting on Instagram is your only marketing technique. I guarantee you, you're not doing enough. <laughs> you're just, there's more to marketing than just posting a reel once a day. There's so much more strategy, why you're posting it, what are you saying, and what other tools, like you said, referrals, all that stuff. So there's so much more to running a business than posting on Instagram. So I just, hopefully people listening are hearing that, that if you're stuck right now and you're wondering why, man, take a good hard look and there might, you might find some things you don't like, which is good. Don't hate that. Embrace that. That's a gift that you found out. Oh, wow. I'm not doing what I need to do. 
And now you can make those steps and start making those plans to change it. And for me, it was stop playing video games. <laughs> yes, I love that. I think anybody, if you're being honest with yourself, you can find what needs to shift. And again, it all connects. It goes back to instant gratification. Why do we play video games? Why do we scroll on Instagram? Why do we compulsively shop? Like all of these things. So that's just, you just got to ask yourself the real hard questions that you don't want anybody else to answer for, I'll say. Yeah. Ask yourself what you need before you go to everyone else. Yeah. I heard someone say it once, the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a feeling. Happiness is eating a, a piece of cake or a cookie. But joy is being able to play an instrument. It took a long time to get to the, you know what I mean? Like joy is being able to speak to somebody in another language. Whereas happy is like playing a game, buying something. I love that. But the joy is... It's the rewards of hard work, It's like you're talking about the shoes. If you have your Louis Vuitton client and you put that money in it, that's something that will bring you joy. Or the instant gratification, but you you charge it on a credit card. And you pay that $5,000 on the card and now you're paying it off for the next like, 10 years. That is the years. opposite of joy. And that's actually stealing your joy because now it's a stress. You have to make monthly payments on that thing. Now and you're, a you're paying interest on top of that. So you just doubled or you know maybe paid 50% more for that item than you had to. So then that steals joy. That just makes you miserable. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of information. I also think the most important thing people can take away from this is if you really, really want to start a business and whatever, or if you want to climb in your business, whatever goal that is for you to grow, it starts with you. You don't have to go to the masses. You don't have to put a a poll out on your social media. Like You need to take some real internal time to sit down and ask yourself, am I ready to commit to this? Because if if I am, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything. And I I would suggest you make a list of everything that you're going to do to to get yourself to the next level, your business to the next level. Mm -hmm. And then do the work because it's so easy to put something up on social to make it look like you've done it, that you've made it, that you've arrived. That's also fleeting. And that, that is changing a lot too, because so many people have realized that that that's not how it works. And it never was really how it worked. What really does work is exactly what you guys are saying. I love that, Tess. You find joy in the journey and that's doing the hard things, being fulfilled by solving a problem differently than how you normally would solve a problem, working with different personalities and learning how to work together. Because what oftentimes happens with people when we're so addicted to our instant gratification is we think that we want this goal. We think we want to have this title, this company, income, whatever. And then something hard happens and we we spin out on it and we then become the victim of it. And that person that, that got in our way or whatever becomes the downfall of us and our, our energy now goes to them. Instead of just productively saying, that was a hiccup, that set me back, that was what can I learn from this? How can I move forward? Yeah, I feel a little deflated. Maybe I need to take some days off. That is totally fine. That's not giving up. That's giving yourself a mental break. Mm -hmm. And then you come back refreshed and rejuvenated with a clear head and you keep going. You keep doing the hard things. And that's where the real joy comes in because you're learning and you're doing things differently. And that's where the growth will come in because you know what? You're doing it differently. And that's another thing that I'll tell people is, is a huge driver in success that a lot of people overlook. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just need to do something differently. You need to provide something that no one else is providing in a different way. And sometimes that's even just saying something differently so people hear it differently. I'm telling you guys, it does not have to be completely changing how we apply lashes or coming out with some new revolutionary tool. Although those those things are amazing, you could be sitting on something that's so unique to you that you don't even realize. So if you can just take a step back and ask yourself what you're putting out there in the world, what is it benefiting for you, your clients? How do you want to share it? And then how can you really put the work behind it? And then you just don't give up. But that's passion too. Yeah. And you you have to have the passion behind it. Because that's another thing. Burnout happens. It happens even to the most passionate people. So just understand that There will be days that you don't feel as driven to do everything and just listen to your body in those situations. Listen, listen to your mind. It doesn't mean that you've lost your passion and be a little quiet about what you're doing. You don't have to make, (laughs) 
Gosh, we were talking about this earlier prior to signing into the podcast. You don't have to make an announcement every single day to keep your followers interested. Sometimes it's okay to be quiet and work in silence and people will start to see because you know what, that's different. They'll start to, you know, see things, see you showing up differently and they'll start to ask and they'll become engaged. And you just have to trust that. You have to trust that when you're becoming more of your authentic self, when your your drive is going in all the right directions, that you're not working against the universe, you're working together. And that's a really cool, it's autonomy, but there's another word for it that they talk about a lot in emotional intelligence that I all think of it'll come to me. But anyway, it's just, you're really in sync with yourself and your environment. And that's when the coolest stuff starts to happen, but it takes time. Yeah. Not overnight. I love the idea that when you're just focusing on doing what you need to do, really what you're trying to do is serve your community that whoever that is, whether it's your last clients or let's say you're a coach or a trainer or a brand, you're trying to serve your community and give them value. And if that's your focus, that's a long-term win because you will slowly build off of that because you'll build that trust. When you're just building Instagram and you're just trying to do fleeting things to impress people. At first, I don't know how much value really bringing people just posting whatever, like, Hey, we got this, we got that. And it's not really helping people. You're just almost like bragging or showing off at times. And it doesn't really give people any real value. So that might be a short-term win, but I don't know if it's a long-term win because people, I think, burn out on that and move on and they find something else. The next shiny object that they really like versus like knowing like, wow, that person now for five years, I mean, our podcast is a perfect example for five years, we've been doing the same thing. The first year we had only 35,000 plays or downloads in the whole year. Now we get that like in a week or two and but, Congrats. but it took us five years to get there five plus years. Right. So it takes time just consistently. And by the way, what we do is not very sexy. It's not, I, I mean, I think fun, but Tuss, I know it's, this is takes her out of her comfort zone a little bit. It's, it's hard work for me. It's hard, really hard for Tuss to do this. And, but we know that we're just not trying to do a flash in the pan and our Instagram shows that we're, we're slow growth but it's real and it's authentic and we're just doing what we do because that's what it is. But because we're playing five, 10, 15 year type thing. The long game. Yeah. And which is by the way, the theme of Flashcon this year, but <laughs> anyhow. That's so awesome. You guys. So I love it. And congratulations on the success. I do remember when you started it and we do see this a lot too. Podcasts come and go, this and that comes and goes, but the things that stick around that evolve is really when you've put the long hours, the late nights. And now that's amazing. 35,000 downloads in, I think you said in a week. Yeah. A week that's or a two. huge accomplishment. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. We're going to hit 2 million play downloads, I guess, in probably the first week of June. I think that'll be our 2 millionth person download playing our podcast. And so it's pretty wow. crazy. And next week we're going to record our 300th episode. So um, lots of milestones, milestones, but again, sticking to it, just like you got with you and Barbales, it's a long play. It's not going to be overnight. And you guys are in it for the long play or a long time too. And, and more evolutions and changes will come. And what I think what's exciting, it sounds like these things will be a little bit more authentic to who you guys are and where you're at and building more life that where you are not going to be burnt out and where you're not going to be hopefully enjoying the journey versus just the, the moment. So that's all very exciting. Yeah. Thank you. I am really excited for Borbaletta. We're going to be celebrating our 10, 10 years in business next month. All it's right. Huge for us. Yes. Wow. A decade. I know. It, it so May, what's like the official date? Do you have an official day where you say this is our birthday? We kind of say May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. I don't know okay. why. I mean, I think we just go off of like the day that I actually received the very first order that we put on the website. Okay. Is, is kind of how we do it. <laughs> so it didn't start when you were selling out of the back of your car behind the, the auto shop. Uh, the gas and sip. <laughs> no. Yes. I guess if we did that, it would we'd be celebrating our 12-year anniversary because I, <laughs> I did do that for, for a good two years. Sling and lashes, that was more of an instant gratification pull, I will say, rather than just, you know, doing biting the bullet and getting a real e-com site. But yes, 10 years as a legitimate e-com presence in the lash industry. And I'm very excited to celebrate that. And it does feel like it's been like a year. And then also it feels like it's been a hundred years. I don't yeah. really know. How, I don't know if you guys ever feel that way. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. Absolutely. We're half the age of you. We're, we hit five years in January was our fifth year podcasting so we're always remember we're half your age <laughs> or five years behind you i won't say that. we're half your age this year next year we'll be 
won't be happening. But anyhow, that's really cool. And I guess yeah, I'll try to make sure we put this on there in May. That'd be yeah, really cool. Yeah, that'd just, be special. Just, you know, as a little celebration, because I, I think that would will be really, really cool. Well, I would love to keep talking. And as Kim, you're just always just so, so generous, generous so much useful tips and ideas. And hopefully people got a lot from this. And funny, a little bit different direction I can't thought about, but I love it. I, I love all the different ideas, things and encouragements that you passed on. Thank you. And maybe we can go in a little bit more. I'll bring you back and we'll talk more about other sacrifices. <laughs> well, in the my meet- gosh, if you guys are getting the listens on it to, you know, my mental health talk, I, I guess if you're looking for more nitty gritty business, I will say a big hurdle that I would tell any business owner is just take a finance class. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by some really, really amazing business minded people that definitely were able to carry the baton there. I also think that my business partners would have been a lot more appreciative had I have understood finances better. <laughs> so that definitely has been a hurdle for me. And this is just like a little plug I don't, for anybody that this could help. Goldman Sachs actually offers a free program for business owners. It's wow. called the 10,000 Small Business Program. I went through it in Salt Lake City. So they have all of these divisions. Most major cities have them. And I actually know several salon owners now since I've gone through it. Like you're now a part of that community. And we, we've been like, oh my gosh, like we share this in common. So I went through that program just to help my business acumen. I feel like I've always been kind of grandfathered in with some really great business minds. What Goldman Sachs did for me personally was just help me sharpen my pencil and make me do some work that normally I wouldn't do on the business side that just helped me think more strategically. It helped me think deeper about where I wanted to be as a business owner. So for those of you, you know, we talked a lot about mental health, which of course I think having a solid foundation as you as a person is very important. If you want to know just like brass tacks down to business, understand your numbers down to the nickel. I can't even express that enough. And this is something I still have to work really, really hard on. But don't spend money on things that your business doesn't need as hard as it is. Think of everything as a long-term investment and really take the time, like whether it's listening to a finance podcast or taking a little bit more time and investing in... If you have the Goldman Sachs program in your city, apply for it. It's an amazing program. It's absolutely free you just get accepted. So you have a little bit of legwork you need to do, but it's it's incredible, the resources. And, and then you're backed by Goldman Sachs and your business gets put on the map. But there's just so many awesome benefits. So there's wow. great tools out there for business owners. And ultimately, I think that this is still all-encompassing. You don't have to spend your money when you get it. That That's an instant gratification place. I'll just bring it back full circle. Think of your longer-term gains as a human. So, so what are you putting in your personal human bank account to become a better person while you're also building your physical bank account, I'll say. Yeah, building actual and wealth. And that is yeah. very... Yes, building wealth. I think that that is so gratifying to see. And then you have so many more opportunities in the long run than you will short-term. Yeah. By the way, the Goldman Sachs, because I'm sure some people are like, oh, well, sure, Kim from Borboletta can get in. I'm just a solo artist working by myself. They, they take people like that too? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I had so many awesome people in my cohort. Like we had, I'm trying to remember like everything down from someone that was starting a food truck up to somebody that owned like a huge baby manufacturing company. So they range babies. From- what? <laughs> I said that so wrong. Uh, like a baby clothing, <laughs> baby clothing manufacturing. Oh, okay. So- Yeah. I can't remember. They are looking for your business to bring in a certain amount of annual income. It's not what you guys are thinking. It's it's pretty reasonable. But it's not like if you're brand new, don't have no business, you probably need to wait a little bit. You need to actually have a little bit, it sounds like business experience, I guess, so that once you get in there, you know what you're talking, not know what you're talking about, but you have something to learn that you can apply versus saying, I'm thinking about one day starting a business. And they're like, well, right. go start Yeah, one. so this isn't... Yeah, you're exactly right. This is more for the person that is in business, but you don't have to be even, you know, like a year in business, I don't think. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, I remember hearing about it in the past and I know another, I did I remember a couple of last artists did take it and they loved it. And so it was a very enlightening experience, but I'm excited to hear you, you took that too. And I'll, I'll look it up. If I can find the link, I'll put it in the show notes so people can look at it and apply in their local areas. Cause it is, you know, say it's an application process and I'm guessing it's one of those things. If you don't get in, you can probably apply again and you just keep going until you finally get in. So. Yeah, absolutely. And people can DM me as well and I can pass on any personal information that I have from the program. But pretty much every major city has a Goldman Sachs, and that's kind of where they gauge it off of demographically. So just look for that. Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you so much. Where can I guess, you know, where can people, people find you? Yeah, people can already find you, I'm sure, know where you are. But in case they don't, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find borboletta.pro is borboletta's, you know, pro facing Instagram. We have borboletta.beauty. And then I'm Kimber Janes, and that's where you can find us all. Send me a DM if you have any questions. Awesome. Well, thank Thanks, you so much. Kim. And Kim's going to be back at LashCon this year, teaching a class yeah. for Lash Lab at 9 a.m. on Saturday, which is only 150 bucks. So, And that's in October. That's in October. Super affordable. And she also, for our VIPs, we're really excited to do this. We haven't done this in the past. We, at the end of the day on Sunday, you maybe save yourself for this. You're going to get to have a chance to sit down with Kim and Michelle from PLA and do a little Q&A and just sit down with them and talk, ask questions. And Kim and Michelle are both super generous and just super down to earth. And I'm looking forward to that time. I think it's going to be a really great little extra bonus for our VIP ticket holders. So, all right. So excited. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, it's Kim. been awesome as always. Thank you. 